Hey, welcome to Own Your Future podcast, where we help you own your future and help you navigate through some of the biggest transactions uh, in your life. And today we're going to have on Amanda Lucido. Uh, she's a local real estate agent from the Cape Cod and Plymouth area. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm doing good, Eric. How are you? Doing, doing great. Um, <clears throat> so obviously there's been a lot of changes in the market, um, especially on the Cape and the Plymouth area. Uh, give uh, give our viewers a little kind of uh, an update or status where the market currently is. Well, we are definitely in a shifting market, and um, I know a lot of other agents are talking about it as well. Um, I would say that it started probably a few months ago. I'd say about three to four months ago, we have started to see this shift. Um, when rates started going up, I think it put some fear into buyers and it made them a little bit reluctant on, they were kind of holding back on, should I buy a home now or should I wait? The only thing with that is we don't know where interest rates are gonna go. Are they gonna go back down? Are they gonna come up even more? And I think a lot of buyers have also learned maybe waiting isn't the best option because they waited last year and now we're where we are now with these higher rates. And if you're looking at a property that's $500,000, when the rates were three and a half percent, your mortgage was about 2000. Now with a 7% interest rate, it's about $3,000 a month. So a thousand dollar difference is huge for a lot of people, especially for those first time home buyers. Um, so I think we're seeing less buyers out there right now, which for sellers isn't really what we want. Um, activity, I think, is a little bit slower. But what's really important for sellers is if they are pricing their home according to what's going on in the market, they will see offers within a couple of weeks. Some houses are taking a little bit longer to sell. Um, because we're seeing less activity on those listings. But I think overall, it still is a strong market for sellers if they're priced right. And then for buyers, there's an upside to that too, because we don't have those open houses where I have lines out the door um, and I need a doorman <laughs> to control uh, the amount of people that come through the open house. So for buyers, it's good because now they can actually negotiate a little bit. They can actually get a home inspection. They can get a appraisal. Um, and for sellers, I think it's just they need to be a little bit more realistic now. Um, the market that we were in in 2020, 2021 was not a normal market. Nothing like we've really ever seen before. And COVID really was what affected that plus those really low rates that I don't think we're, I don't think we're going to see three and a half percent for a long, long time, maybe five, but those rates, I think we were a little bit spoiled with those and um, people are thinking that they might come back down to that. And I just don't see that happening. I mean, maybe for 10 years. Oh yeah. Who knows where they're going, but you did mention the shifting marketing, there being less buyers, but to me, there also appears to be like less listings right now. Is that what, what's the what's the inventory market looking like? 
Yeah, so we are definitely seeing less inventory available too, which it's definitely a little bit strange right now. So we're seeing, I feel, a little bit less people looking there. Like, so I've got clients that are set up on email alerts, you know, they're they're kind of just looking around, seeing what's available, and they're not really making that jump into getting pre-approved, going out and looking at houses. They're sort of just waiting it out. And I think another thing is a lot of buyers are thinking, well, it's the winter time, so maybe any houses that are currently on the market, the sellers will be a little bit more motivated to come down on the price kind of thing. But those buyers aren't really making that that leap to get to the next step in the buying process. They're sort of just watching what's going on and watching all the listings online. Um, but I do feel that we have really low inventory too. Like, so every week I check out what is currently on the market, how many days it takes for these properties to get an offer. I look at one of the, um, so I'll, I'll pick a town like Plymouth or Bourne. And I actually did that last week and compared it to this same time frame last year. And the numbers really weren't that different. Um, there were less sales, but the days to offer and the days on market for the town of Plymouth were only different by about four to five days. So there was no, and, and that was within a 30 day time frame. Um, I think it was November 15th to December 15th, both this year and last year. And I think days on market, the difference was like six. So really not a huge change. What I found funny is that sellers are were started freaking out if their house didn't sell the first weekend or the second weekend. And yeah. I'm like, you know, just a few years ago, it would take a month or two to sell your house. And now sellers are freaking out if you don't sell it in the first weekend or two. Yeah. Um, it, so I kind of find that funny. And and you were talking about needing a doorman. I actually was a doorman for you a few times. <laughs> yeah. It was insanity. Um, but you, you made a good point where the you know, the low, there's an issue with low inventory still. What do you think is keeping sellers from selling their houses? What's, what are some of the factors behind the low inventory, even though we have less buyers right now? Well, so for example, I have, I was actually walking my dog the other day and uh, one of my neighbors stopped me and he's like, oh, hey, I know you're in real estate and you live in the neighborhood and um, we've been thinking about selling, but we're we're looking to upsize. He's got, I think he's got three kids and his house is a little bit small for him, but he's torn because he's thinking, you know, I'm, I'm not probably not going to get as much for my house as I would have if I sold it a year ago. Um, and now the rates are higher. So thinking doesn't make sense for me to sell this house and get into something most likely a larger home, which is going to be more expensive at a higher interest rate with a higher monthly payment. So I think a lot of people are a little bit reluctant to doing that. Um, a lot of looking back at most of the listings that I've recently had, a lot of them have been, they either had a death in the family to where the property is now vacant so they had to sell. Nobody in the family was interested in taking over the property. The other couple of homes that I've had were divorce. So 
you know, that situation, you have to both wife, husband, they move out. So they say that the four biggest reasons people sell is death, divorce, diapers, <laughs> the four D's and downsizing. Um, so those are like the main motivation points for people to sell. But I think overall, a lot of the reasoning behind people not wanting to sell right now is because they're feeling like the market is definitely shifting and they're not really sure is waiting another year going to be better for us or is it going to be worse? And then do they need to get into another house or is this their second home that they're selling and they don't really care about the interest rates? Um, so I really think it all depends on their situation and whether or not it's something that they definitely need to do now, or is it something that they can wait six to 12 months, kind of see how the market is then. But like, if I'm, if I think about myself in my house, when I bought my house in 2017, my interest rate was three and a half percent. So as much as I would love a, a bigger, nicer home, I don't think I'd want to pay a 7% interest rate right now. Um, I do think that as far as like the value of properties are still staying pretty high, but the fact that our rates are now higher, um, it's also the winter time. And usually on Cape, we do slow down a little bit in the winter time. Um, I think a lot of people are just kind of waiting it out is sort of what I'm feeling. Yeah. So I'm actually telling a lot of my buyers that, you know, um, you know, you shouldn't be waiting to buy. You should be buying now. I, I've been telling people, I want to say sub, sub, since September uh, or sub, since uh, actually before September, because I remember telling people, I'm like, listen, things are going to get worse through rate interest rates are going to get worse through September, October. And then once we get past September, October, we're going to start to see a decrease in rates. And we're starting to see that kind of, we're starting to see a little bit of downward pressure on rates compared to where they were um, yep. just uh, like maybe over a month or two ago. And my expectation based off uh, the inflation data is I actually expect inflation to significantly improve through the end of the first quarter of next year. So I expect rates to come down even more. And so, so I'm telling people, I'm like, listen, you want to buy before spring because what's going to happen is we're going to have low inventory um, through the winter and if rates if rates come down as i predict and that's a big if because you mm. never know what's going to happen you can't really predict the future but if if things happen as i consider i expect i expect uh people to come off the fence and buy because the rates are lower and i so i'm telling my buyers i'm like listen let's just get you in a house in a house now and then when rates come down we can refinance you right now is that it right now is sellers the sellers that are selling right now need to sell for whatever reason that like you said death divorce or whatever they're in a situation where they need to sell mm -hmm. and so those are the ones that are willing to negotiate i really think that the spring market if rates go down it's going to be a tough market um i don't expect to see rates in the threes but i do expect them to be lower than they are now and i expect some people to come off the market because it's going to be easier for them to buy they're going to be able to afford a little bit more um it might it's not going to be anything it's not going to be i don't think it's going to be anything like it was during covid like not it's not going to be the covid craziness but the issue is is that i just don't see any solution to the inventory problem do you do you see any 
invent any like when you look out far into the future or six months a year five years from now do you see any solution do you see inventory getting better it just to me it just looks like inventory is not going to get better in any case unless we have people leave the state yeah i mean it's um we've had low inventory for quite a while especially like in the areas that i'm servicing yeah and um also, so my my little area is Sagamore Beach, and it's a it's a small little zip code. But looking back previous years, just seeing like what the amount of inventory was years ago compared to now, I mean, it's a small little area, but we would have probably ten to fifteen homes for sale just in that area. Now it's like four, three to four. Um, those listings are priced too high and they're just kind of sitting there. Um, but any properties that hit the market in our little area, if they're priced the way that they should be right now, they will go within about a week or two. But as far as the inventory, I'm really not seeing it improve because I think a lot of people are, they're thinking, well, am I going to be able to get as much for my house as I could have two years ago? I think it's, more when you sit down with someone who's looking to sell their home, you have to show them the facts, um, setting the realistic expectations. Even over the summertime, when I would go on a listing appointment, we knew that the market was sort of heading in a downward trend. The rates were going up. More people were stepping back from buying um, and just letting sellers know that, hey, you know, this this is not the market that we saw two years ago. Um, prices have come down, but we still have very low inventory. So it also depends on the time of year that they're looking to sell too. And we all, everybody watches the news and the news always says the best time to list your home is April and or this specific week in May. And then all of a sudden you see all these properties just hitting the market like crazy. Um, and then for buyers, they have more to choose from too. So I think it's for sellers to get ahead of that curve. I know a lot of people are like, oh, we don't want to list in February or March. It's too cold. But that's actually, I think, the best time because you don't have all of that competition up against you. So when you're going to list your home too, it's important to show what's currently on the market, what is your competition right now, because it's probably not as much if you're if you're thinking of listing in January, February, than when you're thinking of listing in May, June, July, which that's the biggest time of year when the most properties are for sale. Um, and I always say that serious buyers, they come out in the wintertime they, when it's when it's a little bit tough looking at properties, when it's colder out, um, they're motivated to buy something. They're not tire kickers. They're actually pre-approved. They know what they want. And um, so I think for sellers, a good time to list is like March, April, maybe even a little bit earlier than that. But a lot of people look at the media and I think from when you see something on the news, it's old news because it takes them a little bit while, a little longer to get all that information and then put it on, on television too.
Yeah, the news drives me crazy. I, I see a I see a headline article and I'm like, that was like two weeks ago. Like, and then somebody yeah. asks me about the news and I'm like, oh, that's that's already old news. By the time you by the time you hear it on TV or see it in newspaper or even see it online, that's usually it's usually something that's already happened and been done. It's crazy. But I love the fact that you made you made a great point is a lot of people don't think about that when you're selling something, you're you're competing against other sellers that uh, against other houses that might have a better kitchen, that might have more bathrooms, that might have something else. And and so if you if you have a house and you're concerned maybe with the option like that buyer's going to have other options, you know, maybe getting yourself on the market a little bit sooner for somebody who's a little bit more serious and needs to move. That That's actually a great thought. So like getting out in uh, January, February, just a month or two before, before everybody lists, you know, I think that's a good strategy. Now talking about strategy, how let's go into um, like multiple offer situations. We obviously saw a lot of multiple offer situations in COVID. Are you still seeing multiple offer situations today? And if so, um, if a seller wants to be in a situation to get those multiple offers, uh, what would you suggest they do now in order to put themselves in that situation? So more than one person is, is interested in their house like it was in the past. Yeah. So I would say we have had a couple of properties that we did list the property back in October that did have three offers on it. They were not very far over asking. Um, actually we had one that was cash. It was, I believe it was 15,000 over asking. And then we had two where the buyers, they were first time home buyers. They were looking to get a mortgage. I believe they both offered full price. And of course the sellers went with the cash offer that was higher. Unfortunately, that one fell through. Um, I believe it fell through even before we actually, no, we did get the home inspection done and it just, it seemed like that buyer just wasn't actually serious. There was a couple things that came up in the inspection. So she walked away. Um, Luckily, we had two other offers. Both of them were, they both came back again with full price offers. So they were still very interested. Um, they knew that they were up against another offer. But when they put that offer in, their agent was mentioning, you know, the rates are a little bit higher. We really don't want to go over asking price. We feel that this is, you know, a good spot for us to be in at full price here. Um, they actually wrote us a little letter with a, uh, a photo of their family, which was really nice. And we haven't been seeing that a whole lot either. So it was nice seeing that, but we are definitely seeing that less. Um, for sellers that are looking to get in that multiple offer situation, pricing is definitely the key right now. It's a little bit more difficult as far as pricing goes, because all of those properties that you're looking at for comps have sold back when rates were lower. Um, there were more buyers out there looking. So we really want to try and be really like 30 to 60 days out from sales that have just happened as for a comparison to the subject property, the house that's looking to sell. So I would say, you really, if you're looking for multiple offers, you would need to definitely price under what the market is currently showing. 
Um, of course, we would do everything that we normally do, our professional uh, photography, drone, all of that. Um, and I still think open houses are really important too, especially the very first week that the home is listed. So if you list your house on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, which is usually what I suggest, having an open house that Saturday and Sunday is ideal because that week is the most important week. So you want to make sure that you're priced correctly. You want to make sure that the house shows beautifully online because that's where everybody looks. And you want to mark that home as much as you can in getting it ready for the open house and letting everyone know that there's an open house. So even reaching out to the neighbors, um, I would actually have some flyers that I would create and I would go around to some of the surrounding neighbors just to let them know like, hey, we're having an open house. If you know anyone that might be looking to live in the same neighborhood that you're in, you know, send them by. And then there's some cool things you can do on Facebook too. You can do like a Facebook ad where you select the area that you want that ad to go to. So surrounding areas, um, 30 miles out from wherever that property is. So just trying to get it out there as much as possible. But if you're looking for the multiple offers, I would say you would need to be priced a little bit under market value for people to really be like, wow, that's a really great price. And then all of a sudden you have all these people at your open house. When there's a lot of activity at the open house, people see each other. If they see that one person looks really interested and they're really interested, then they know that, Hey, I have to put in a pretty good offer if this, if I want this house. Um, but we're not seeing as much right now. So are you getting much pushback from, uh, from potential sellers, uh, on price right now? Are they, uh, they pushing back on that saying they think their house is worth more and then you have to kind of show them the data or are they agreeing with you? What's, what's going on? With um, that? I, I would say it's a little bit of both. I've had some, so recently I went to a listing appointment last week and they first, they just mentioned that they took a look at what the Zestimate was and they oh. felt that the Zestimate was a little bit high. They, they love to ask me for a ballpark number of, so how I do my market analysis is I go out to the property, preview the property, meet with the clients. Then I go back and do a market analysis for them. And then I either come back over to the house or we go over it by phone or zoom call. And my number actually came to what Zillow's number was, which I was actually surprised because Zillow has been higher than most of the time, it's a lot higher. Um, so they were actually pretty pleasantly surprised at the number. They were like, okay, this is actually, you know, we thought the Zillow number was high, but that's similar to the number that you're giving us. And they also understood that the market has changed a little bit too. So with that one, it was a little bit, um, Zillow's estimate was actually accurate, which I was surprised because those <laughs> estimates go up and down every single day. Um, yeah. but then I have had some sellers where they, you know, are like, Oh, how's the market doing? Um, should we even be listing? Should we wait till the spring? And it's hard to say, you know, Oh no, you should list it now because the market's going to be horrible in the spring or, Oh no, you should wait because the market's going to be great in the spring. It's, 
it's hard to know where we're going to be at that point in time because also the rates might go up again and then now you're having even less buyers. Um, but like I mentioned before, the springtime also can be a great time to sell too. So it's, it really depends on the situation that the seller's in also, but, um, yeah, I'd say I'm getting a little bit of both, a little bit of being surprised, pleasantly surprised and others that are looking at it a little bit negatively, like, you know, we're not going to get anywhere near what we would have gotten two years ago. But I would say that now the the value of the houses are back to where they should be. Before they were, I mean, little tiny 800 square foot homes were selling for 450 and it was, I mean, it, that's almost half a million dollars for a house that's not even a thousand square feet. Um, yeah. So it was just, it was crazy. And I, and very hard for first time home buyers too. Yeah. I was looking at one of them. Um, uh, it was like an $800,000 um, deal. And if the deal was done this year, the, uh, they would have, they would have had to have bought in the house for about uh, almost 500 or 520 um, somewhere between 500 to 520 to get the same payment. So it's crazy how much the change in interest rates have affected the actual monthly payment. Um, yeah. So, so people who are at three and a half, even though they paid a little bit more on it, just be, their their rate is lower. So they, they actually still have a lower payment. Uh, and a lot of times, a lot of times when you're buying a house, if you're going to be in, if you're going to be in a house for, you know, two or three years, the price, the price is important because you're more affected by, um, by short, uh, short changes in the market. If you're going to be in a house 10, 15, 20, 25 years, the you're less affected by, by, uh, short changes in the market and how the market you're less affected by that price difference. Cause if you buy something today, more than likely, um, it's not a guarantee, but uh, more than likely in, in 10 to 15 years, the house is going to be the same or less. If you, if you look at, um, if you look at the 2008, um, the 2008 downturn, a lot mm -hmm. of people under underwater when that initially happened, but you know, 10, 11 years later, the house was either at the same value that they purchased it at in 2008 yep. or, or higher in most circumstances. So, so the likelihood is, is that if you're going to be in the house 10, 15, 20 or 25 years later, you don't have to really worry about um, the value as much and, and the payment is more of a concern. If you're going to be in a house less than two, three, four years, then the price of the house is much more of a factor on determining whether or not it makes sense for you. So that's kind of really just my opinion based off what I've seen in, in the past when it comes to home prices. Um, so that's great. So, so do you have any other tips for buyers or sellers heading into the winter and soon to be spring market? Because it is December, but before we know it, we will be in the spring market. I would say for buyers, if you are, I know a lot of buyers are thinking, you know, I don't want to have this, this high rate. I mean, rates have been higher over the years in the past, but houses were worth less, you know, back in the eighties and the nineties, but you really want to make sure that although yes, you will be paying more than what you would be if you were at three and a half or five or whatever the rate was, in the past, 
you want to just make sure that you're comfortable with what you're currently paying. Um, like the client that you and I have, you know, I want to make sure that where his mortgage was going to be $2,900 a month, that's $3,000 a month. And for someone who's a single guy, um, it's just him plus the cost of utilities, plus it's a home that needs some updates. So now he's going to put some funds into the house you know, he's not really comfortable paying that. So then you have to kind of take a step back and then say, okay, well, if I'm not comfortable with this price, what prices for homes should I be looking at? So like what you and I did now he's looking a little bit less and then that will put him at a more comfortable monthly mortgage payment. So I, and I hate the whole saying the, um, what is it? date the rate, marry the house, date the rate thing, only because rates might not come back down in six months. And so you don't want to buy a house going, oh, you know, I'm not really very comfortable paying this monthly mortgage rate, but rates will go back down and I'll just refine six months because we don't really know if they will. And if they don't, are you comfortable being in that position for another six months to maybe even a year, maybe even more? Um, so I say if you're comfortable paying what you're paying right now, then buy the house. But if you're not, maybe you should wait it out a little bit. And not that renting is something that I suggest, but it really depends on their situation, I would say. Um, and, and as you know, there's so many different programs out there that can work for different buyers. You know, even if you have a smaller down payment or a lower credit score, um, so many different down payment assistance programs too. But I think the main thing here is you have to be comfortable with what you're going to be paying every month because you could be stuck with that for a year or so. The worst thing would have to be you know, to be house poor and not be able to go and do anything. Yeah. So that's my tip for buyers. Um, yeah. Be comfortable with your payment. And then for sellers, it's, you really just have to price your home aggressively and you have to make sure that it it is the right price for the property. I think there's still a lot of sellers that are in that mindset of that it's still this great seller's market and then that you can just, listed for a high price. And there's also a lot of sellers that aren't really that motivated to actually sell. They more or less want to just throw the house on the market. You know, let's just see what we can get. Let's just put it on for this high price and just see if anybody will bite. But it's not working anymore. We have some listings that um, I had a few that I didn't take as listings because that was the, the story. It was, you know, let's put the house on for 700,000 when I knew it was worth about 550. Um, it's been sitting on the market for about over a month now. So it's sellers have to be a little bit more realistic. Um, I would say, I mean, it's, it's not a bad time to sell, but if you are priced too high, then it will sit. And if it's priced right, then it will go within a couple of weeks or so. But houses are still taking a little bit longer now to sell. So 30 to 60 days, 
But then again, looking on the MLS, sometimes there are a few properties out there that go under contract in five days. So it really all depends on when you list it, what you list it for, the type of the condition that your property is in too. A lot of buyers aren't really, I think now it's sort of changing to not many buyers are looking to get into a property that needs all kind of updating. I'm seeing a lot of those homes take a little bit longer to sell than a house that's been completely renovated, granite countertops, you know, that whole kind of thing. Because not only do they have this higher interest rate, now they have to put money into the house. So I think more people are pulling back on that and saying, okay, let's find something that I can just move into and just be done with it. Perfect. So I might be a little guilty of saying date the rate. So don't hate me for that one. <laughs> Because I definitely have said that. I before. mean, it's, it's just like I like it, but I don't like it only because yeah. you just don't know. You know, like you could say, "Oh, you know, I'll I'll pay thirty five hundred dollars a month for my mortgage, and I'll just I'll just refine six months." But the rates could be exactly the same or higher, and then you're stuck paying thirty five hundred dollars a month for a mortgage. So unless you're comfortable with that, then you know. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's a big thing that I tell people all the time. I tell people that, you know, there's sometimes a difference what I can qualify you for and what you're comfortable with. Yep. And so uh, the last few years, everybody's wanted me to qualify them for the max. And and I'm like, yeah, I have no problem qualifying you for the max. But, you know, give me an idea of what you're comfortable with. And that way I can kind of show you the difference between the payment that you're comfortable with and what we could actually pre-approve you for. So. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. Um, so, hey, Amanda, um, you and I have worked together uh, on a few deals. You're a great real estate agent. Um, if somebody wants to get in touch with you and, um, you know, they have questions for you, they want to buy, they want to sell, tell people how to get in touch with you and where to go. Well, I have a couple different places. So Instagram is it's at sold by Amanda Lucido. Um, I'm also on Facebook, just my first la first and last name, Amanda Lucido. And um, you can also text me or call me. And the number is 508-364-0336. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for coming on today, everybody else. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you for viewing Own Your Future podcast, where we help own your future. Please like, share, um, subscribe, do what all the social media stuff you're supposed to do um, so that people know who I am. Uh, and that that's a wrap. We'll see you next time.